What's up, fellow JavaScript and TypeScript fans? This is Zach, and you're listening to the Dino Developer Show. With your JavaScript and or TypeScript skills, you can write server-side code in Dino, a fast and secure JavaScript and TypeScript runtime. On this show, I talk about going from a novice in server-side code and Dino to a productive and secure backend developer. So listen in as we demystify server-side programming and secure your confidence with Dino. On this episode, I have a very special guest to talk to us about Dino Deploy. Luca from the Dino core team is going to be talking about Dino Deploy, things that are coming up for Dino itself, and some basics on just you know getting up and running with Dino. So yeah. I have a special guest with me today. Luca, can you please tell us who you are and what you do? Hey, I'm Luca. I'm from the Dino team. Um, I work on the D- open source Dino CLI runtime and our cloud offering Dino Deploy. Um, and I also am a member at TC39. That's the standards committee for JavaScript and at various other working groups that work on uh, server-side JavaScript APIs and client-side JavaScript APIs and sort of all of that kind of fun stuff. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. So um, just as you mentioned, like you work on Dino Deploy, which is exactly what we're going to be talking about today, um, which is currently in beta three. I'm using it for my website for uh, this show. And I just was on it um, yesterday and it has like a really nice uh, UI now. I mean, before it was nice, like I could tell you guys were using like Tailwind and stuff like that. But now like the update looks super slick, even more so. And like you guys added some extra functionality in there. Like the charts are different a little bit and you have some like additional like analytics. It's really nice. Well done. Thank you very much. Yeah, we've, we've been spending some time on that, um, trying to get it ready for a public release soon. Nice. Cool. That's good to hear. Just in case anybody doesn't know what Dino Deploy is, can you kind of like give a explanation? Sure. Um, so Dino Deploy is a serverless edge runtime. Um, so it allows you to run JavaScript code very close to your users all across the globe. Um, so if you've used AWS Lambda or, or Google Cloud Run or anything similar, um, you'll know you can, for example, take a Docker container, which contains your application, and deploy that to a given region. And then your users can... Um, sort of make requests to that given region and um, the the container instance will scale up automatically to match demand, uh, make match requests. And Dino Deploy works similar, but it doesn't use Docker containers as its primitive of, of compute, but rather um, JavaScript isolates. Uh, so you can run mm-hmm. JavaScript or WebAssembly inside of these isolates and we can spin them up really, really quickly all across the world. Um, and that's what makes Dino Deploy special compared to something like uh, Cloud Run. Um, yeah. Nice. So can we, just in case, so there's, uh, this show is like for, also for beginners as well. So trying to get into um, like back, back-end development, server-side development, mm-hmm. can we break down some of those terms just in case somebody might be like, well, he just threw out lambdas and Cloudflare workers yeah. and containers. <laughs> what the hell is all of that about? So like, can we break some of that down and understand like what a distributed system kind of is and how that's unique? Yeah, sure. So usually when 
you want to, so let's say you have a website um, and you want to host that website somewhere. Um, you have sort of two choices on how to host that website. You can either um, have a bunch of HTML files and some client-side JavaScript and, and CSS, and you put that on a web server somewhere, um, and then users can make requests to that web server, and then they will be served those HTML files um, and rendered the page in, in their browser. Um, so that's one way of doing things. And the other way of doing things is that um, you users make requests to your server, um, so they visit your site, and then the server dynamically generates a new HTML page for each user. Um, mm. So uh, that's dynamic generation. And um, that second option is really nice because it allows you to create much faster websites in many cases than, than pure client-side rendering um, because uh, users will not have to download extra JavaScript to render their page or anything like that. It's, um, yeah, it's really nice. One of the problems with that, though, is that if a user makes a request to just one server, let's say your server is located in Germany and you live, um, I don't know, and your user Somewhere is from the US, US. Yeah. Yeah. Then they have to make a request under the ocean from the US to Europe. And that mm. automatically induces like 100, 120, 150 milliseconds of delay. And that's really not great. Um, ideally, yeah. that rendering and that server would live in the US um, for US users, but still live in the EU for EU users and have one in Japan for Japan users. Um, so Dino Deploy allows you to write some JavaScript and then give it to us. And then we'll run a whole bunch of servers all across the world, really close to all of your users. Um, so if a user makes a request to your website, it'll be rendered by a server that's really close to them, which minimizes mm -hmm. latency. Um, nice. Yeah, that was a great explanation. I think like people should be able to get it from there. Um, well done. Uh, so, uh, yes, normally like whenever you talk to people in this industry, it's like, let's throw out all the jargon and like confuse that. Yeah, I'm, somebody. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I, I, I definitely. Oh, do that no, as well I didn't mean sometimes. like <laughs> to you. It's just uh, beginners. I know whenever I first got into this industry, like starting in design and like moving into programming, even then, what is what? What? I had to look up every other term. <laughs> I remember just yeah, starting yeah. out. Um, all right, cool. Yeah. So from there, let's talk a little bit about playgrounds. You guys have, um, what's called playgrounds now. What, what are playgrounds for Dino deploy and why might somebody be interested in using something like a playground? Yeah, sure. Um, so playgrounds are, uh, ways for you to deploy code without having to have a any local development setup set up at all. Um, so usually mm -hmm. when you use Dino Deploy, you create a GitHub repository, um, you commit some code to that GitHub repository, um, and then we automatically deploy that. So you link your repository to Dino Deploy in the Dino Deploy dashboard. And then every time you push something to your repository, we'll deploy it. Um, and then the other option is that you write some code locally in your editor and you use the Dino Deploy command line tool, D uh, deploy CTL to push, um, code to us to, to deploy. Um, but there's actually a third option, which is Playgrounds. And Playgrounds give you an editor inside of the browser uh, where you can edit um, small little websites um, or, or APIs or anything like that right inside of the browser. Um, so if you're just prototyping something, if you're wanting to reproduce a, a bug you've found and you want to create a little test case for it, um, or you just want to show something to a coworker that, that you found, 
Um, you can go to the Dino Deploy dashboard, click on your playground, and you immediately have an editor where you can start typing your code. And then you press Control S to save, and it's immediately deployed in all of our regions across the world within within a couple of seconds. Um, so it's really like minimizes the inner iteration time of your development. Uh, tries to make it really really fast to to write little quick scripts. Nice. And it sounds like it's a very easy way for somebody that's curious about Dino itself to like get up and start playing with it and see what they, if it's like at all interesting to them. I mean, it should be interesting to them. Dino is pretty cool. Uh, but um, yeah, it sounds like it's a quick way to just start getting up and running. Yeah. Am I yeah, right? It's, it's, no? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's really easy to, to get started with it computer. Well, getting started with Dino is also very easy. You just have to, well, yeah. just, you need to, but like the, there's, there's a, with the with the playgrounds, you just need to go to a website, sign in, and you have a new playground. Um, it's as easy as that. With when you want to install Dino locally, you have to open your terminal, um, enter the command line thing to download Dino. Um, you need to probably be familiar with command lines a little bit. Um, you probably need to have an editor installed on your system, and that's an extra overhead. Playgrounds don't have any of that. You just visit, visit website, click new playground, and you can start typing your code right away. Cool, cool. All right, so you did mention um, that you guys are kind of like ramping up to eventually get out of beta. So mm-hmm. when is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's going to happen sometime this year. Um, I can't cool. tell you exactly when because we don't know ourselves um, quite the, the exact date, but we're going to have some nice announcements, I think, next week, maybe actually this this week, I, I can't remember, um, cool. about some things which are going to, um, yeah, which are going to need to happen before we go into public um, uh, general availability. Um, yeah, so you can look forward to that on the blog. Um, but yeah, sometime later this year. Nice. All right. Very cool. All right. So I kind of want to hear a little bit about, um, get away from maybe, Dino, well, it's still going to be talking about Dino Deploy, but Switching gears like slightly, and let's talk about this relationship that you guys have kind of created, or this work that you've been doing with uh, Netlify. So, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, Netlify, a couple of actually, I think about a year ago, maybe one and a half years ago, they started building this product called Edge Handlers, um, which was meant to be a competitor to, to Cloudflare. Um, workers or Vercel, um, Vercel's mm-hmm. edge functions, um, but they realized pretty quickly that th- this they were really just building another proprietary system here. Um, like they had a proprietary API, mm-hmm. which was not compatible with with existing other runtimes, and they didn't really want to like go down that route of proprietary runtimes because it's very it's not very easy to like move your code from one service to another if it's like locked into some proprietary API, right? Um, so they came to us um, a couple of months ago um, and we started thinking about how we could leverage Dino like as an open runtime, open source, um, to sort of get them a edge functions offering, um, which is competitive with, with many of the other offerings out there, um, but have it be built in such a way that it's very open and that users can easily move to other services if they want to. Um, so not lock them into Netlify. Um, and oh, I think okay. Netlify has been doing an awesome job. Um, we've been working with them for, for a couple months now. They shipped it just a few weeks ago. Um, and you can run your Dino code um, just like in Dino Deploy uh, right through Netlify now. Um, and if you want to Very run it locally, you can use the Dino CLI. So there's there's no vendor lock in there, which is really cool. I 
do want to like totally switch gears to just Dino itself. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, you guys released an article, a blog article um, in January about like kind of like doing a retrospective of Dino itself for that year, looking ahead and saying like, hey, eventually there's going to be this thing called Dino 2. And we're talking about what might be in it and like when we might, you know, actually, you know, say what's in it. Is there any <laughs> like additional news on, you know, that whole front? Yeah, we, we spent a lot of time um, in the beginning of the year trying to figure out um, what Dido should look like in by the end of the year, what Dino should look like in two years, um, how we want Dino to look in the future. Um, because many developers are already using Dino and they're really enjoying it. Um, but there are some pain points that we know that people have come to us with. Uh, there's some issues around uh, module management um, with like mm. version selection of modules, which is one um, using existing NPM modules. So we were in the beginning of the year really trying to figure out how to address these concerns properly. Um, and we were initially thinking that may, what we may have to do is um, like fundamentally rethink how Dino works um, and like change everything, um, which would have been like the Dino 2.0 release, right? Um, like the the gotcha. big the big release. Um, but over a lot of discussion, we have sort of concluded at this point that we think that Dino is actually a very strong foundation um, as it is, and we're going to be improving. Um, on top of that foundation in our existing 1.0 release line for the time being. Um, So 2.0 may happen eventually, um, but probably not um, in the next six months or maybe probably not even in the next year. Um, For now, we're going to be doing the same that we've been doing for the last two years, which is um, create 1.0 releases or 1.x releases rather um, with new features and improvements um, and um, no breaking changes to the runtime APIs. Nice. That's that's good to hear. Are you comfortable with talking about looking ahead and saying like, hey, what what might be coming down the pipeline for 1.x, future 1.x releases? Sure, yeah. Um, so one of the things that we're working on right now is um, WebAssembly modules. Nice. Um, so that's you're, you're able to import WebAssembly right into your ECMAScript module graph. So you can do import foo from... Um, wasm some something dot wasm um, which is gonna be really nice because right now you sort of have to like fetch it fetch the wasm modules or read it from disk it's not very ergonomic so that's something hopefully coming very soon um, we have some great performance improvements in every release um, this time around we're focusing a lot on url pattern and and like improving the speed of http the http server again um, okay just like a continuous topic we always try to improve the http server speed but um, this time we're focusing in previous releases, we focused more on like low level HTTP, um, like improving how fast we can send hello world requests and re- responses essentially. Um, and this time we're focusing more on higher level um, HTTP pr- primitives like routers and, and things like that. Mm, okay, cool. Um, if just curious came off the top of my head is like, if somebody actually did want to get involved and start helping you guys progress, you know, forward in any way, like how might they actually be, how would somebody start actually doing that? Yeah. So, um, do they need to know Rust? Like, (laughs) no, not, not particularly. No. Um, so Dino is sort of like two big, two main projects at the moment. Um, Dino, the CLI, which is written in Rust and has some JavaScript in it, actually has quite a lot of JavaScript in it. And then there is 
uh, the Dino standard library, which is written in pure TypeScript. There's no Rust in it at all. Um, and it's essentially just another Dino module, the standard library. So if you're familiar with writing TypeScript, um, that's a great place to start contributing. Um, so that has things like, um, I can never remember exactly what's in there, but there's everything in there, like <laughs> the HTTP servers and, and there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. There's um, a lot, yeah. So like, and, and that's, there's, it's much easier to get started there than it is with um, the Rust side things. But if you want to get started with the Rust side things, that's also um, totally possible. Um, we have a Discord uh, server, discord.gg slash Dino, um, where users can join. And we have some um, dev channels where if you have any questions about how to get started or, or what issues you could work on or anything like that, uh, always just ask. And there's always someone online who is able to help you. Yeah, whenever I reached out to you, you were like right there. I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's yeah, like we're we're pretty, we're a pretty big team at this point, and our team is like globally distributed. Um, so even like while I'm sleeping, there's three other people, four or five other yeah. people that are always a bit awake because they're in Australia or in Japan or um, <laughs> on the opposite side of the world, right? Very cool. So, well, how big is the company now? Um, so the. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I think the engineering team is like. Uh, let's see, I think it's like 10 or 15 people working on the CLI right now. Um, and then you have some folks working more on, uh, marketing and, and, uh, things like that as well. Um, yeah. Cool. Nice. Uh, so Luca, is there anything else that, you know, you think listeners should know, uh, getting up and running with Dino, Dino deploy, anything? Um, let me think. Uh, yeah, actually, something that we haven't been doing such a great job of showcasing is our examples gallery at examples.dino.land, um, uh, which is great. If you're a beginner, you want to just get started with Dino, there's a whole bunch of little code snippets in there that will help you do things like read a file from disk or create a folder, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely, it is definitely helpful, especially whenever you're uh, just getting up and running with it. It's nice. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Uh, to close this out, uh, if anybody wanted to contact you or learn more about Dino, uh, even if we have already mentioned it, how could they do that? Sure. Um, so Dino, you can um, go to dino.land. Um, if you want to talk to me, um, you can go to my website, lcas.dev, um, lcas.dev. And there's links to my Twitter and, and uh, other ways to contact me there. Um, or you can contact me on Discord. Um, Discord.gg slash Dino is our public server. And uh, you can just tag me in there or send me a DM. Cool. That's awesome. Thanks, Luca. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. It was my pleasure. That concludes this episode of the Dino Developer Show. Thank you so much for listening. For what Luca mentioned about how to get up and running with Dino and how to get in contact with him, I'm providing those links in the show notes. And as always, if you enjoy this show, give it a follow and a review of your podcast platform of choice. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Reason, and Amazon Music, and probably a handful more. You can also subscribe to the RSS feed. Music is done by audionautics.com. My name is Zach, and I'll talk to you next time.